Welcome to the hot seat here on UTARadio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, streaming live on Facebook Live, Twitch, going to be on YouTube. I couldn't get that one going. I don't know technical difficulties, but the two platforms are staying there, Micah, as always. My name is Creighton Branch, the man next to me. Micah Ka Cole. How is it going, Micah Ka Cole? Going pretty good. Today was pretty solid. And this week, this past week has been pretty solid. A lot better than your first, the last, the week before. Yeah, you're telling me about it. <laughs> Seriously. I mean. <laughs> that was pretty rough. I told you all about it, Creighton, but we made it through. Got a chance to push the reset button. Yeah, so absolutely. That I got here, so. I hated how we didn't have a show last week, though. I will say that. For those of you who don't know, Micah Cole had an interview today. He was pretty proud of it. Just filling us in on uh, our life. I had a good week as well. It's been good. That's good, uh, We just found out that we're going to get paid an internship. That was a weird fiasco, but I got to be there anyway, so I'll take the money while we're at it. <laughs> hey, so, it doesn't hurt. No, absolutely not. That's cool. Oh, I know. Absolutely. Um, But yeah, it's been a good week. All right. Getting into it. Right off the bat, we're actually uh, a little ahead of schedule. I kind of like this. I do too. As always, starting off with our show, got our What's What. For those of you who are just new to listening, our What's What is just basically anything we see over the week, um, anything we've come across that's happened, not necessarily within the past week, but just over the course of time, something that just caught what's our history eye. Or? Yeah, history, something that just kind of stands out, unusual, something you probably wouldn't know off the top of your head, something that... Um, it makes you say whoa, and that usually happens with with years. It makes me go, oh, I didn't know that, and that's what what's what is. So, Micah, you start off. What's happening in the world of sports? What's going on? What is what? Well, I'm actually going to talk about one of the greats, and this really, really surprised me. So, we all know who Will Chamberlain is. Come on, do we? If, you, if you're a basketball, <laughs> if you're a basketball fan, you should know who Will Chamberlain is. He had the hundred point game. That's the first thing that comes to mind. But I'm not the you remember the year where he had 50.4 point average and 22.9 rebounds a game. He surprisingly did not win the MVP that year. Who did? It was Bill Russell. Ah, but that's insane. That's though. A, that's an okay like, one to in, lose in to, though. I know, but like nowadays, if you didn't win the MVP with those numbers, I I would be flipping out because oh. I'm like, what? What happened to a point where you don't win by averaging 50 points and 23 rebounds? That I mean, is, that is crazy. It would been. I will say this um, about Wilt Chamberlain. I would have loved to see the man play because uh, it. I wish we had the opportunity yeah, to. Yeah, even though it was back in the day when I guess you could say the league wasn't as developed as it is now, um, it was like a cheat code. Still, you what you can see it on YouTube, obviously, but. Like I, I gotta imagine just watching it in in person. You're like, how does somebody do this? Because I mean, when's you haven't seen astronomical numbers like that since? No, no, and, we're close. and obviously, close. I mean, it's fair to say that the talent's gotten better. You know, it's just how it goes in every sport. Oh man, but there still, were some big names back then. Too. Yeah, there's so, still I mean, big names. To be fair, and you still you'll but you don't matter how big the names are going to be. You have LeBron James on the court right now. He's not even making numbers like that. He's <laughs> no. getting. He's doing Kevin great. Kevin Durant can't Kev- even make yeah. numbers like that, and he's one of the best that we've ever seen. 
He's one of the best players we've ever seen. Who? Kevin, Kevin Durant. Durant. And oh, he yeah. can't even pull this off. No. That, that's incredible. I mean. To think that he didn't win an MVP just blows my mind away. Well, that's the that. thing. is like That shows you how good Bill Russell was as well. Exactly. And I, I still argue, though, that like Bill Russell was playing in a time when there was only like 10 teams in the league. And um, I think his overall stats are a little, I don't know what the word is, but just, uh, I'm trying to say it like in a nice way, but it, it, they're just kind of like inflated because, you know, I don't think he would do that if he was playing more so in the late seventies and eighties, obviously when the league was way more developed, but still, I mean, it's impressive. You can't take away what Bill Russell does, but that just shows you how good he is. The fact that he, he upstaged a Wilt Chamberlain who like on a day in and day out basis, 50 rebounds was like average like that was like yeah you know what that's pretty good and so like and then 60 was like yeah i can do it. i mean like it's crazy it is pretty insane crazy. i mean i i just, will say just to the, think about that in today's day though like to translate that and to see 50 points on average before i give you you, you win yeah. every mvp every time before i give you yeah absolutely mine do you ever think this is always an interesting uh question to ask people do you ever think you'll ever see anybody uh go for 100 points again in a game Think about it though. Oof. It's interesting. Kobe it, came awfully close, but man, 81. he couldn't even pull it and off. And the way you think about it now, think about how much the game has gone to perimeter shooting, the three point game. I mean, like. It'd be really hard. It would be hard. But back then, I he, don't think they had the three point line. Not the whole time, no. And I mean. At least when he. Not when he, wa- not when yeah, he broke it. Not that. when he broke it. Yeah, no. not, not, not when he said it, actually, you know. He broke it and then he said it, um, obviously. But if you think about the three point line now. Like, maybe someone would eventually do if they caught on fire. Like, maybe, I would say someone like Clay Thompson. He's one of the streakiest shooters I've ever seen. Goes off for almost 40 in a, in a quarter, 60 overall, things Doesn't like that. Me. I mean, like, that would have been the game. So, I mean, like, he can do it. But I always ask people that. You ever think we'll see somebody do it again? Especially with the way the league's going towards Oof. just all the shooting we put up now. There's almost no defense being played anymore. Honestly, I, I couldn't see it. Not not at this day of age. There's too much talent, and there's too many teams, man. I just I couldn't see it at this point in time. The fact that Kobe got to 80 is just crazy in our day and age. Yeah. And, you know, there may even be potential that the league could expand again at some point. Maybe not right now. I, mean, I think we're sitting good at 30 teams. But I'm willing to bet it's in the cards, and I, I bet you it's in, it's in the meetings because I know that Adam Silver wants to make a lot of big moves. So, I mean, yeah. it's definitely very interesting. Um, what And I like some of the things that he's trying to do. I, I mean, we can talk about this at a later <laughs> time, but eventually I want to get your thoughts on then how he feels about these in, in-season tournaments, kind of like yeah, soccer. Yeah, we'll be diving into that I think it's a very interesting it idea. So I, I like what Adam Silver is trying to bring to the table. All right, Colin, let me give you mine. I mean, this, this one's more of like a high note. I think this is just kind of cool. Um, you know, college game day, you know what it's oh, all about. Yes. Uh, every, game every Saturday, those guys go out to a destination and, uh, the big thing to do at those, at those events or at that event is to make a sign, something quirky, <laughs> something smart, clever you're going with this. Anyways, this past weekend, it was actually in Ames, Iowa for the Iowa state, Iowa game that ended up lasting like eight hours because of the rain delays. So this kid, uh, Carson King. I just think this is yes, such a cool I story. Yeah, I remember reading yeah. about this story. Yeah. Anyways, I he, just saw it on he, Facebook he a few put his ago. Venmo account, for people that don't know, he put his Venmo account on a, on a piece of poster board, and he ended up getting uh, over like 60 grand. I mean, 
uh, 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 like sixty thousand dollars. I bet you a lot of those people were just doing it as a joke. I don't know. I Maybe. mean, I don't because, know. Because because it was it, it was something he had to, you had to he said that the Bush Light, which is is a beer, was like running low, so the money he needed the money to go get more or something like that. And anyways, he put his thing on there and it worked, and he ended up getting over sixty thousand, and um, he ended up donating it to uh, the Iowa Children's Hospital, which I think is really cool. That is and really cool. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, I, I believe, I don't know if it's all his money or if they're matching it, but they're close to 130,000 for the kids there. That's so, awesome. I think that's awesome to hear. I mean, yeah, that, that was very, uh, touching to the heart right there. Whenever yeah. I saw that story. Absolutely. It's stuff you like to see on the internet, man. We don't need all this negativity. Bring more stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's seriously what I want to see. Yeah, Kyle, we need your positivity more, don't we? <laughs> yeah. But that's, that would, that certainly brought back, made me realize they're still good in the world. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I like to see that. Now, that guy could have easily went and, you know, used that money for something else. So I'm glad he didn't. Props to you. Well, I bet What's you he was thinking again? there was no, no way it was going to happen. I, Carson. I bet you he was... Carson. Yeah. Props to you, Carson. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm willing to bet that he probably didn't think anything was going to happen, but it, it blew up. I don't know. He I put it on there, Micah. I mean, he put, it, it he put his thing on there. You would think he would think that something was happening. I know, but did you did you see it being that much, though? Probably not that much. I Usually people blow <laughs> it off as a joke, so, I mean. That's true. Maybe maybe I'll do that the next college game day that rolls through Fort Worth. Usually that's where it is. What's your, what's your uh, Venmo account? <laughs> don't worry about it. I don't want people sending money to me. All right. I mean, I don't, I don't mind, but. There's your what's what. okay. Now, as always, in our second part of the segment, we're going to dive into some UTA. We're going we're gonna to get to the bowling. We'll tell you what that was here in a second. But first, I want to highlight on volleyball. this, I would say, a superb tournament for this volleyball team this past weekend in Washington. Don't you agree? Oh, yeah. And, and the weekend before, because we didn't get a chance to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, We got I the agree. chance to call the first game of, of that three-game set here uh, for the Maverick Invitational, I believe is what it was. Uh, I know we have, we have two tournaments. I forget which one is the Maverick Invitational. Let's just go with that, though. <laughs> it's all the same. It's here at the College Park Center. We'll just call it the Mav Invitational. But they looked really, really good. They they were obviously in sync. And, and in the second set of that game against Incarnate Word, there was some struggling. There were some moments where they struggled. Yeah. But they proved that they could battle through it as a team and find a way to win. And they took it out, they took the match on three sets. They won the next day in three sets, I believe. And then they lost a hard five-setter to UC Greensboro, or UNC Greensboro. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, though. So it certainly like, looks good. Here's one thing. Before we dive into the one that happened in uh, Washington, um, I believe the next step in this program is you have to beat teams like UNC Greensboro. You can't lose to teams like that. If you're going to beat small division opponents, not our division, but Division One and I guess according to the exhibition division two, um, if you're going to beat those guys, you got to be willing to beat the mid-level volleyball teams as well. And let's not forget, I mean, UNC Greensboro has a pretty okay program. That's it's what I'm saying. Bad. You got to beat yeah, those you still decent beat those programs. Guys. Yeah, because I mean, they're on the fence with you. That's where you're at right like, now. That's if the you're next expecting step. to make the tournament, if you can't beat those guys, what makes you think you can go up and beat a top tier team like Washington State or teams in the Big Ten? Yeah, and that's what you I'm what saying, saying is like. So they go to the they go to the Cougar oh. Classic, they end up being Liberty three nothing, and they also I should they, say the Pac twelve, not the Big Ten. Right? I'm sure the Big Ten has some good programs. 
Oh yeah, just because we were referring Penn to State. Washington State, that's what Penn I meant. State is a great yes. program. Um, I was just so, trying to refer to the West. You Coast You know, they teams. they beat Liberty up there three nothing, and then Idaho State three to two, and those are fine, but I just don't think you can lose to Washington State getting swept. Maybe losing three to one, three to two, but you can't get swept in Washington State and then have to go five sets to Idaho State. Idaho I, don't, State I just, I mean, he's having a rough time this year too. I mean, so that's that was what I'm saying. It's like uh, that's the issue, and I get. I, I'll tell you what, I do love. It's possible that we were just struggling. I, I didn't get to see that third game against uh, Iowa State personally, but it's possible that's how it worked out. Is you know they were just kind of struggling a little bit and trying to find their way, and they also dropped the first two sets. Let's not forget that's that. The, but that's this, and that, so that's kind and, of frustrating because I mean they're having to do that all the time. Talk about. The grit that this team has and the give up, and I, I, I applaud that. And I, we, we say it on the air when we're calling. We love that about this team, but not to Idaho State. That should be you an know easy, that should be an easy one. You shouldn't have to, you shouldn't go down most, two sets. You never really should have. No, and I just don't think it's I. And Washington State win a set at least win a set because sure. show me. And this team is obviously improved from last year. I mean, it's no it's doubt. obvious. They're six and three six already, and three, which is not yeah. bad. They're and six we have and another three. tournament this weekend. Yeah, they do. They play Chicago State on Friday. Um, and I know that they. Have hopefully, a big they don't matchup. go five sets on that one. And and this weekend, you also have another pretty good opponent coming into town. Stephen F. Austin, I believe they're eight and one on the season. Yeah, you have another chance to beat one of those teams like UNC Greensboro. Take advantage of it. Go out there and win it, and kind of show us what you got. I have. That that's the one I have circled. If 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 you've improved and you want to get to where you were, whether it's honestly, this goes past volleyball. Because honestly, the next step is beating those mid tier teams. Yeah, and it goes past and, you know competing with the top tier teams and winning the Sun Belt. It goes those past are the volleyball. Three things I'm if you ask at. me, it goes past volleyball. It deals with the basketball, the tennis, whatever sport you want to name. It's it's UTA having to take that next step. Yeah, and to, beating to be successful and beating teams that are on the same playing field with them. And beating them handily. Like, SFA, I would say, is one of those teams. No matter if they've only got one loss or not. They're not, you know, if, if you're playing like a Nebraska or a Penn State or a Texas, I get it. But you're an fair. SFA, that should be a team that you can beat. I yeah, mean, they may possibly be tough, three to one. doesn't mean you can't beat them. Yeah. And you could, you could beat them in five sets for sure. And I don't know if you can call that a lapse on their end for just not being prepared. To play like an Idaho State after having to go against a tough game of Washington State, but I just don't like the look of it. And I and we talk about it all the time that that is the next step, but it just seems like it's right there, right there, right there, and it just never really happens. So that's what I'm looking for. Now I this could be nope. the year that they do that, and take but it's that yet to be seen. Forward, but now yeah. you have to do it. If oh. they lose to SFA, that's a really bad loss, I think, for me. Would you agree? Yeah, I would say so. That would be very disappointing. You want to win this tournament coming up to have momentum going into conference play because this is their last tournament, I believe. And next weekend is when they start conference play. So it's kind of important that they go out and, you know, do that. Take care of business. You know, get some momentum going into conference play. Yeah. Win all three of these games this weekend. By the way, I want to ask this before we get out of the state. Okay. Uh, who, who is your key player this year based on what you've seen so far? Honestly. I was probably going to be entitled to say Rewalp or Jedlica, but after seeing, like, and she's been on the highlights of, like, the NCAA pages, it's probably, for me, again, 
Madeline St. Germain. I'm serious. I was going to say the exact same thing. Yeah, because I was I was really inclined to come in here and say it was somebody else, but after what I've seen, um, it, with my own eyes, obviously calling the games, and then also on the highlights, she's made the NCAA volleyball page twice off of highlights of her own, <laughs> saving plays. I think it's her, and I think Allie Wells is a great backup, obviously, and she's going to be good. But this she's team, getting a this team to, to me, one of the best. This team to me. Um, really depends on her the most. I think there's a lot of points they would give up if she's not there, and there's a lot of points they wouldn't get if she's not there. Correct. It goes both ways. And another key point is the front three. Oh, yeah, is exactly. And that's why I was going to say were, those girls. They, having that height at the front is just so pivotal. They did not have that last year. And now they're, they're being able to come up and just spike balls like crazy. Left and right, we saw it in our game against Incarnate Word, Graydon. It's nice time to see. Time and time and time again, especially right. in that first set. But, man, it's nice to have that luxury. Before we get out of this segment, let's talk one minute about this bowling match that happened Monday. For, you, for those of you who do not know, Kyle Scow, this just would be a little fun. Kyle Scow, um, who is a host on his own show on Mondays, and uh, he challenged uh, the president of the university, Bari, to a bowling match. It's a sport. Um, so that's why we're talking about it, obviously. Hey, but who doesn't love some bowling? I just think it was just fun to be a part of. What, what, what did, what did you like most about that on Monday? Honestly, I just enjoyed the atmosphere. Yeah, it was a great atmosphere. There was a lot of students. I was actually surprised at the involvement, like how many people who actually showed up. Yeah. I think it was a great event. It turned out really well, and I enjoyed watching Kabari and um, and Kyle out there bowling. Especially in that first game, particularly, they were both lights out. Yeah, they just I agree. got robbed a lot by one pin. <laughs> I com- I completely agree, and also I'll tell you what, Dylan Hernandez, Mister UTA. Oh my goodness, he was he, something else. He, wasn't he? <laughs> he came out of nowhere. He literally came. Out, nobody was thinking about him. We were just all dark horsing him, and then just out of nowhere, he got like four strikes in a row. I'm just like, <laughs> what on earth did we just see? <laughs> but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that call together. And post it so anybody that's listening that wants to listen to it but can. Well done, Kyle, for it, getting the yeah. win for UTA yeah, Radio. We, we got the call it, so it was just an unusual experience. Unique at the same time. It was a lot of fun. So I'm going to post that online. It's just cool to talk about and cool to hear. You guys got to listen to it. Uh, it sounded kind of like, there was parts of it that sounded like a football game, how excited <laughs> we were. I can't believe it, but it was awesome. Um, so I encourage you guys awesome, Creighton. to go. It's, it's different. It's yeah, nice it was definitely different. different. It was definitely different. Well, Micah. Maybe next time you can do it. We'll see. All right. If there is one while we're here, <laughs> maybe I'll be the bowler this next time. We'll see. Your bowling game needs some work, but that's oh, that's, sure. that's not the point. That's not the point. All right, guys. Coming up next, let's talk a little bit of Cowboys. Looking pretty yes. good, if you ask me. That's coming up here. I loved it. On the hot seat on utaradio.com. How about them Cowboys? Welcome back to the hot seat here on utaradio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, and Facebook Live, Twitch.tv, and we're trying to still get YouTube up, but we're still having technical difficulties. We may just have to wait until next week to pull that off. I got it. I am Micah. Ka, Cole, and my boy, Creighton Brands, the Birdman, right next to me. Favorite co-host. Wouldn't be the show without him. 
Thank you, Carl. I was running around there. Thanks for <laughs> stopping some time. Um, but I will say one thing first. What? How about them Cowboys? Well, before we get into that, let me notify everybody that if you're watching the Twitch stream, we had to restop and restream. I mean, restart so we could get the Facebook one going. So just go ahead and uh, reload it. It should be good. But yes, Micah. How about them Dallas Cowboys? Yes, sir. They looked so good on Sunday. I got. I, I mean, got, aside from the first quarter, but I'll give them a break on that one. It didn't mean a whole lot at the end. I got to tell you, They man. won by 10 points, and that's all I could ask for. I got to tell you. Man, but you know what's making me nervous? Hold on. We're not there. You're jumping ahead of me. I'm just <laughs> jumping ahead of me. So, we didn't even get to cover any of the Cowboys' first games because we were off the air last week. So, catch up. Cowboys beat the Giants the first game. 35-17 to go 1-0. And obviously, they. Uh, I think this game was a little bit too close. 31-21 against the Redskins on Sunday. I think it could have been a... I mean, to be fair. It's fine. They were it's, up 17. And they could score a garbage time touchdown. Yeah. I'm not too worried about it. I mean... 10 points is more than enough for me to feel comfortable. So they ended up winning late. 31-21 against the Redskins. And we are ranked third in the power rankings, which I consider the rankings of the NFL. That is really the standard you want to be at. Uh, if you're on there, I mean, obviously everybody's on there, but if you're in the top five, you're really you're good. You're pretty good, yeah. So. And th- this is a team that we ex- both expect to go deep into the playoffs this year. Absolutely. I mean, well, I picked them to them win the whole thing. the whole thing. I have them going to the NFC Championship. So it's definitely a great time to be a Cowboy fan. With that, this is one of the better teams we've seen in a With while. that being said, This Micah, is actually their best start since 2013 or 14. I don't know. Jeez. <laughs> it's been so long since we started 2 0. Is that the I year? Is remember. that the year we only won four games? <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. Something like that. All right, Mike, I just want to know into this segment. What are your thoughts on this team now? Now that you we've got to see them for, Honestly, for two oh, sorry. two games. And granted, it's been against the Giants and the Redskins, but there's some really good looking parts of this team. What do you think? Honestly, for me. The thing I'm most happy about is we already got two divisional wins under our belt. Yeah. That is a great way to just set the tone. Talk about setting the tone right now. I mean, you already have a nice advantage in divisional play, which is great. You got two or you got one third of your divisional schedule out of the way. Now you can move on to the Dolphins. But I'm really enjoying everything I'm seeing. The offense is flowing well. The defense is playing pretty well. They're holding teams, you know, to 21 points. And I believe it was 10 last or 17 last week. 17 against the Giants. Yeah. So, I mean, you certainly got to love what you're seeing on both sides of the ball. Well, and remember, last week, or the first week against the Giants, the first seven points came in the first drive real quick. And then after that, they cleaned it up, only allowed 10 points the rest of the way. The offense did their thing. Dak Prescott went off. <laughs> Man, he's gone off these first two weeks, Creighton. Yeah, we're gonna. And, and honestly, his one interception, I think, was just a pure fluke. It was. Like, um, that was just big time. I would call it a catchable ball if you ask it me. It was a catchable ball. That was, it, it's yeah. not his fault. Cops should caught it. I agree. So it's okay, though. It we'll didn't get cost in, us the game. We'll get it. It happens to the defense. And that, I think that goes to show, you know, they trust this defense. So they're willing to take some risks. Yeah, and I we'll, think that's a good thing. We'll get into we're gonna get into Dak in the next one. We're gonna break his whole yeah. thing down. But yeah. he did have twenty six of thirty uh passing attempts and then obviously two hundred and sixty nine yards, three touchdowns, 
and one interception. Um, that's pretty impressive if you're, if you're Dak Prescott. And then Ezekiel Elliott, 23 carries on 111 yards at one time. It's obvious. And of course, you know, all the weapons they have at the wide receiver um, slot. It's obvious this team is so well-equipped on the offensive side. I will say, though, I'm disappointed in what I've seen from the defense a little bit. I expected that now this could be because it's only the second game, getting used to a lot of things, trying to figure everybody out. But And it's your first road game of the season, too. So. Well, I, I mean, like it wasn't the best in the New York, if you ask me. Um, I'm, I wish I, I want to see more from this defense. I'm not completely sold on them yet. I have to say that. And I think later when we talk about Jalen Ramsey, I think that possibly going after him would be a big, big get. But I really expected more from this defense from all parts of it, from the front to the middle to the back. I mean, Leighton Van Der Esch is, is incredibly good. So is Jalen Smith. But I think I still think that they have room to improve and grow, obviously. But I need to see it now. Um, it does help that... In week four, when we play the Saints, Drew Brees won't be there. But honestly, if you ask me if he was there, I'd be worried that that... I mean, like, this kind of looks like a team right now that's kind of like... I hate to compare it, but it's like that Tony Romo year where they could drop 50 points, 40 points, and still lose because the other team outscored them. And that's... I mean, they did play the Giants and the Redskins, so I don't know yet if that's going to actually happen. But it just feels like the defense has given up a lot of yardage and everything, you know? Mm-hmm. I agree with you, Quentin. I mean... I mean, but I think the defense will be fine. I hope they will. I have. To, I mean, I do. I hope they are going to be okay. I think they will be. I have a lot of faith in the personnel, which the players I'm talking about. I mean... For, let's not forget. I mean, Rob Marinelli's always finding a way to get these guys' attention. And yeah, you don't, I mean, he's obviously noticed that there's been a few problems, but it seems like for the most part, as you said, Grayton, I mean, they've done okay. A, a lot, the reason why this, this second game was close, I think personally, is just because, you know, it was a garbage time touchdown. Like, I mean, yeah. Because, I mean, we were up 17, I mean, late in the fourth quarter. I mean, so essentially, I mean, it could have been like the first game we won by 17 again, but, you know, you laid off the brakes a little bit. I'm just trying this, to kill clock and be conservative. I think this team, you're going to really find out about them when they play. The because, Saints, Well, for sure. no, I wouldn't know because I don't think so because Drew Brees is out now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so it would be the Eagles probably. If that, I'm, I'm telling you this. The reason why I'm saying that is because week one they played Eli Manning. And he just got replaced. Starting. Yeah. Now you, play, you just played Case Keenum. Okay, but not Not anything not that special. Good. So this this defense hasn't even really seen a, a a threatening quarterback. Now if they were they were holding Patrick Mahomes to twenty one points in the first couple of weeks, I'd be like, ah, this is pretty good defense so far. But the fact that Case Keenum got two hundred twenty one yards and two touchdowns, and with an okay QBR of sixty two point nine, I mean, for him that's. I mean, I just think that the defense could have done better on that one. And they just haven't really played stellar yet. To where, yeah, exactly, to where I think they should. Um, I hope to see that in week four. Uh, it's week four, right, when they play the Saints, yes. And I think I'm still having hope, obviously. I'm not saying that, like, oh, I'm 
worried about it. I just haven't seen what I thought I would see already. But make no mistake about it, the players on this defense are legit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. From top down. I believe that the defense is legit. I mean, we saw it last year plenty of times. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, they bailed us out of some games last year. I won't lie. No, they, they're they, gonna have they to, did. They're going to have to step up. I mean, I think, I think they're just still trying to find their rhythm. I'm not worried about I'm it. Gonna, I'm going to toss it up to that. I will. I'm going to toss uh, it up to that. And l- luckily for us, we're playing some teams that, let's be honest, they're really not that good. Like the Dolphins, that should be an easy truck. <laughs> Maybe they can find some rhythm against the Dolphins. I know, that's what I was, that's I mean, what I was saying was they weren't playing you yeah, know, so, formidable. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, and I agree with you. They really aren't playing formidable anybody. teams. The Saints, you know? the Saints, I think that game might be a little tougher than most people think. Yeah. Even without Drew Because let's, let's remember, that's a team that got to the NFC Championship. It's not all about Drew Brees. The defense is still relatively good. I mean, they still have good weapons. Yeah, you're putting in a quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, who hasn't played in a while. But, I mean, he's been there, done that before. Kinda. Kinda, yeah. Kinda. I mean, yeah. But, <laughs> let's be honest, I mean, he's not the worst backup quarterback in the well, world. Well, no. So... Who knows? He may go in there and keep his team hovered around 500 until Drew Brees comes back. Before we then, get out of here, though. You know, what, what do you do there? Yeah, before you we... think they storm into the playoffs if Drew Brees Ooh. come back and they hover yeah, around 3-3 yeah, yeah, and three yeah. in the six, six All you got to do, Drew Brees is probably going to be out for eight weeks. You got to go like 4-5, four 4-4. and five, four and four. That's, That's not too bad. I mean, I, 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 I would like to believe that with Thomas and Kamara, and we got to get back to Cowboys, but I'd like to believe with those guys, and then obviously the defense being pretty all right that they could at least win three more games. They've won one. So, like, I would mm-hmm. like to believe three more games you could do. Anyways, That's I got to tell you, though, I am incredibly encouraged. This is one of my favorite offensive-looking teams yet. I mean... It just looks so clean right now. Well, the thing is, is what I like about it, is they look balanced. They look so balanced. It's just so hard between... to tell what they're going to do. Are they going to do play action? Are they going to run? Are they going to pass? And I, mean, I got to tell you. just don't know. I got to tell you. I did not think that Kellen was going to be this good of an offensive coordinator. I had my questions too, Creighton. You did? Yeah. I mean... I, I didn't know if he was going to be I, as good as he, I gotta, as, he, as he had been. I mean, provided, as you mentioned, we haven't played very good teams, but still, I mean, to put up 35 and 31 points in your first two games as a coach is not too bad. <laughs> I got to tell you, I love the aggressive play calls from him. I really do. And they're do. not predictable anymore, which makes it even better. They're not predictable. No, they're not. But like, if you look the other at team it, off guard. yeah, like, and it, and Zeke got twenty three carries. He didn't overload on like thirty carries. Dak threw thirty times. I mean, it's nice to see this. I think this is better than like a Tony Romo offense. And I was thinking about that. I said, is this more formidable than a Tony Romo offense? I honestly do believe this will get you farther because you're not relying. It's one of the first times in a long time you're not relying on one player. You're not relying on Zeke by himself. You're not relying on Dez by himself. And you're not relying on Tony Romo by himself. In the first year, but now that Dak has kind of improved on his long ball game, I mean that's going to help so much because yeah. now you have that flexibility to throw a long pass. Yeah. To to further, you know, screw with the defense, I guess in a sense. <laughs> Mess with their heads because I mean now it just adds another level of like okay is that a are they going to go to that are they going to run the football are they going to pitch it out yeah. what are they going to do yeah so it just adds another level element to the game and I think it's very good for the Cowboys it's definitely it's looking really good right now definitely encouraging really is I'm feeling even better about my Super Bowl pick honestly because I do believe the defense will work this out 
If if the defense can work it out, this is the best team in the league. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, above New England and Kansas City, because that's who's above them right now. Mm-hmm. And they're fine back and forth between the Rams. I will the Rams. say this. We may not have the best quarterback, but he's certainly doing a really good job in the, in the league. But you also have the elements around him to make it the best team. Yeah. Because, I mean, the Patriots don't have the best defense in the league. What do you think about that? No, no I agree. I, I don't think they have the best yeah, defense in the league. Yeah, of course not. But I mean, really it good helps offense. to have that top five defense because that means you can rely on them to make stops. That, mean, that allows you the opportunity to go out and, you know, create these I'll, opportunities, take some risks. I'll tell you this before so we that's go. So that's a great thing that he knows he can have in the back of his head. Before we get it out makes of him here, feel more confident. I'll tell you this. I do believe that this team has a shot. Before the, I mean, before postseason play and all that begins to like be number one in the power rankings which will be cool to see i do believe that and, but okay last point and i had this team at 10 wins but the way they're looking right now i could see them yeah. 12 maybe 13 that's what i thought that's Honestly. what i thought i, I mean, say they're going I, no i felt good about this team yeah. i never said i didn't no i but know they certainly looked better way better than i could have expected in the first two weeks let's be honest all right we'll hold you to that so i could see them when if they can keep this up 12 to 13 wins is very doable, especially if the defense can figure it out. No, I agree. I agree. Let's go. It's hard to stop that. That's for sure. (laughs) Well, you mentioned how good Dak Prescott's playing right now. Let's go ahead and get in to that franchise quarterback. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think he's a franchise quarterback. We're going to talk about Dak's game up next here on the hot seat. You're listening to utaradio.com. Welcome back to the hot seat. Here on UTARadio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, Facebook Live, Twitch, all the good stuff. Um, video, I believe, is having technical difficulties, right? Mm-hmm. That's what okay. it looks like. All right, the video is having technical difficulties. However, if you still are listening to us on Facebook and Twitch, I think you can still hear us. I don't know. We've been trying to fix it. Seems like it may not get fixed. We'll keep trying. If not, um, you can always check us out on utradio.com iHeartRadio. if you don't want to keep staring at two people not moving um but if you don't care um totally fine you can just continue to listen to us on the platform in which you prefer right correct <laughs> i agree Curtin. why not doesn't matter what it's all gonna be the same content i mean yes it all goes the same place all right a little bit behind schedule that's all right we will catch up here in a bit we got done just talking about the cowboys how well that team's looking. However, you can argue that the biggest reason these guys are looking as good as they are is one, Mr. Sir Dakota Prescott, the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, Micah, he's had phenomenal numbers. They had a QBR this past weekend of 91. That's pretty good. And I mentioned his numbers. It was 269 overall and 26 of 30. With three touchdowns, and then the New York game, he was 25-32 with 405. Yeah, 405 yards of four touchdowns, a QBR of 94. He was only, I believe, a couple passes were, I mean, obviously, um, I think it was, he was a couple passes, whatever it was, from being uh, having a perfect score. Pretty close. My goodness. Pretty incredible. And so, honestly, they're taking away that interception, and holy cow. Yeah, no, and I, that was part of it. It wasn't completely be. the interception, but it was part of that, and then a couple passes. 
that would have got him to a perfect score, which you don't see often. No, you really don't. Now, my question to when you, Mike, the last quarterback to get. Oh, I think it was Brandon probably, Whedon, to be quite honest. Was, did he get a perfect score? I'm pretty sure. Nah, it was probably like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Because he came in against the Eagles and did but they, pretty good. It, but it char- it goes throughout the it. He had like a 120 something. But the more you play, the higher your score. You know, the more you get weighted. So if you're not, if you come in and you play all right, your score is not going to be as good. Yeah, but See what he, I'm saying? he didn't miss a pass. I'm pretty sure he completed every pass. That well, you game, can so look. Why, you can look that up but, if you want. I want to know. My question to you, Micah, just not good. Is two things. What are you most impressed with with Dak's game this year? And then two. He's going into trying to get a. It's, I mean, I would call it a contract year. Um, because I think they're talking about extensions as we speak, and I think it will happen before the end of the year. Is he underrated as a quarterback? A lot of people talk a lot of mess about how he can't throw and he can't do this and that, but, man, well, he's looking pretty good. I think when you say he can't throw, that's an understatement because he can throw. It's just we had questions about his long game. So that's what people are referring to when they say he can't throw. He can throw really well and accurately. He just couldn't quite get down that. Long pass game. Although these last two weeks, he's looked pretty yeah. good at it, Creighton. Yeah, I mean that that's certainly answering a question that I particularly had about his game. It was really the only kind of it was really the only thing. It's almost like a basketball tr- player trying to implement the three point play or the three point shot into their game. It's the same thing. It's or it's mean? a similar aspect. Like because it's a longer shot. Oh, so it's like, and now he's trying to implement the long pass. It's a similar concept, I guess. Hmm. But it's kind of interesting. I mean... it's de- He's definitely doing a good job of imp- implementing it into his game. Yeah. The three-point shot? No, the, <laughs> the long pass. Is that where you're going? Um, with you, you get what I'm saying whenever I refer to that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got to tell you, the dude that can't throw a long ball looks, at, looks like one of the best long ball throwers in the game right now. Isn't it impressive? Yeah, I know you just said impressive. it, but man, let's just keep harking on it. And I got to tell you this. I think this kid right now, who would I take over? And I do think he's underrated. And if I had to take Carson Wentz or Dak Prescott. Carson Wentz literally looks like he's running around with broken ribs. <laughs> I'm taking Dak Seriously. Prescott every single time over Carson Wentz. Every single time. That's Am I crazy. taking Jared Goff over Dak Prescott? Even if he's been in a Super Bowl, you know, hey, I don't think so. You know what's funny is I think I'm taking Dak Prescott. Some of the better, well, one of the best players was taken in the sixth round, Tom Brady. Yes. Why can't Dak Prescott maybe replicate a few of those things? Be Tom well, Brady? Okay, no, not oh. be Tom Brady. I'm I just mean, saying, never, why can't okay, he replicate some of that? You never know. You never know. Never know. And that's kind of the funny thing about the National Football League is sometimes you'll get some surprises there in those lower rounds, and we certainly got a good one. Yes. We got lucky. I, I guess a little bit. Yeah, and that's and provided this is, he was very good at Mississippi State. He was very good. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he he's got 674 yards already on seven touchdowns. And I get he's not Patrick Mahomes, you no, know, like he's, he's not, not going to throw for 300 yards and a half and all this. He's a great thrower, but he's not going to do that because that's one. It's not the style of their offense because they got such a formidable running back in Zeke Elliott. But it's nice to know that he can do it. Oh yeah, I don't have. I mean, like everybody has so many questions about his it. about his throwing at all. Everyone's like Dink and Dak, just five yard chip shots, seven yard chip shots. I mean, he can't do anything. This dude's throwing multiple fifty yard bombs. Proven to doubt is wrong. I mean, that's what he's been doing for a while. And you see the ones he threw on Sunday. Oh, so sweet, man. 
They look so good. Something else, just to kind of pinpoint back to the Cowboys offense. Uh, I enjoyed some of those really long drives. Yeah. Had like eight-minute drive, a nine-minute <laughs> drive over here, and I'm just like, dude, you're killing this clock. And this is the kind of drives I'd love to see. This is the kind of – that tells me you're balancing it out perfectly. You're running the football. You're throwing a little bit here and there too. Man. Those are my favorite drives. Whenever you just milk the clock forever and score a touchdown and wear down the defense uh, you and like give your the, defense a nice break. That's something a baseball guy would say anyways. I mean, but come on. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice craft. And, it, yeah, but, it, but it does multiple factors. It gives your defense a break, and it wears down their defense. Yes. So that means you can go get a three and out and then wear them out again for another eight minutes. So does he deserve the highest contract of a quarterback in the NFL? Because no. that is the talk. No. He doesn't know. Huh? No. Not yet. Really? So we talk all about this Carson Wentz situation. He's better than Carson Wentz. I would take him but over. I mean, Unless you're, are you not well, taking him over Carson Wentz and well, Jared Goff? Should he be the highest paid? Potentially. But so wait, when wait, you're wait, talking wait. about how much Carson Wentz is getting paid, should he be getting paid that money? No, and that's exactly. That's mean, where I'm pinpointing it to. Ah, okay. Kind of like the Zeke situation. Well, okay, yes. I mean, so, okay, does he deserve... Let me, then let he me deserves say this, to get paid. Does he deserve to be the, the highest paid? Not does he deserve the money that's... Because the thing was, does Zeke deserve to be the highest paid? I think yes, but does he deserve the money that's coming to him on the contract? No, because the highest paid before him was Todd Gurley, and Todd Gurley, I don't think, deserved that much money. So it's the same thing that I'm asking with Dak, is maybe he well, doesn't... Maybe he doesn't deserve that much money but does he deserve to be the highest paid quarterback what i'm saying is does he deserve to basically have the stature of i'm the i am the best at what i do so you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and if we wanted to make that argument though we'd say tom brady be the highest paid quarterback well yeah i (laughs) know that's what i'm saying because he's definitely i think if he continues what he's doing right now he's a top five quarterback in the league who? Right now. Dak? Dak in this league right I now. I think he's there. Yeah, he's there. He's already there right I, now. I'm just saying as long as he's Who would you it take up. over him right now? Well, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Uh, even with his Patrick age, Mahomes. Gotta love it. Pat, Patrick Mahomes. How can you? <laughs> Honestly, he might be number Drew three. Drew Brees when he's healthy. Yeah. Because that's a hard one uh, to Who else? go against. Honestly, yeah. Four sounds about right. Put him at four or five. But Seriously. W- that's why I just don't think. He'd be the highest paid, but I think it's well, time I'm for saying him the highest paid. paid based off of what it is right now. I mean, Drew Brees, Tom Brady are not now okay. When Patrick Mahomes becomes the highest paid, it's probably off the charts for him to say that he deserves I mean, to be the to highest be fair, paid. But the, he, the measure we're really talking well. about right now is Carson Wentz. Oh, well, then, yeah, I think he should get paid more than Carson Wentz because he's literally playing on. Glad we wrapped around on that one. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Should he but, get paid more than Carson Wentz? Because Absolutely. He's, should he, should I mean, he, what is Carson Wentz? Yeah, he's a good quarterback, but what has he really done? I mean, he got to the playoffs once and lost. <laughs> he, I mean, I I could argue that like Nick Foles did more for Philadelphia than, than Carson Wentz has done so far. And you saw he the won other a day. championship and he got to the divisional Carson round Wentz, the very next year. Carson Wentz got banged up the other day. Yeah, exactly. That's also another and point that I like about Dax game. Playing with broken broken ribs. <laughs> That's I mean, what I like about Dax game is. How many times have you seen this guy go out because he's unhealthy or he gets hurt? Zero. Knock on wood. Forget. I mean, if it happens, man, I don't want to see what Cooper Rush has in the tank. <laughs> but, I mean, Dak has he's rarely, if at ever, from what I can remember, gone out due to an injury. 
multiple I mean multiple drives, multiple games, seasons. I mean I haven't seen that. He might have maybe gone out somewhere one drive at some point, but the only time that happened was probably when we were winning by a lot. And I get the skill set. <laughs> I haven't actually seen him go out because he was hurt. Yeah, the skill set might be on paper leaning towards Carson Wentz, but from what I have seen just over the course of two games this season, there's no question to me that Dak Prescott is better than the highest paid quarterback right now. Correct. He just looks so much more fluid. And it's laughable to me that Philadelphia gets talked in the same light that Dallas does because they just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's understood. What on paper, maybe that's into. what it is. But man, I mean, Carson Wentz, you said it. He just looks so just sloppy right now. Out of, yeah, and out of place. And I just, I just wouldn't, I mean, I think Dak Prescott could do just as good, if not better in that system as well. And let's not start to get into the thing of like ever, if this happens down the road and they end up winning the Super Bowl, that Dak Prescott had way more uh, offensive weapons than Carson Wentz did. Because I, I don't know if that's entirely... I mean, to be you, fair, you though, could, it, the team that he had before had the weapons. Carson. He, yeah, Carson. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. you can make the same argument. That's what I'm saying. So like He, he had some pretty good teams. Let's be fair. He had a good defense. He had a top five defense, I believe, the the year that he took his team to the playoffs. Yeah. In Carson Wentz and, and Jared Goff. I think he's better than both of them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Dak had his good year, too. I mean, he went 13-3, and 10-6 and six last year, 9-7. and seven So, I mean, let's be honest. I, I'd say as far as consistency goes, Dak has been the, the guy for consistency. Yeah. And whenever you just piece it all together and kind of, kind of put it in a big-picture perspective, Look what Dak has done over the long term, as opposed to Carson Wentz. You see Carson Wentz sitting out for injuries all the time. Dak Prescott's over here winning <laughs> over five. He's playing over 500 football every single year. Even with Ezekiel Elliott going out, he still managed to get that team above 500. Yeah. No, you're. So I mean, it's definitely a. a and good I said, I said, and I'm, he got his team to the playoffs in, two in, times, yeah. and he's already well on his way to get him there a third time. And we were talking seasons. about we were talking about Carson Wentz so much. I meant that Jared Goff, he got that extension. That's what I meant, not Carson Wentz. Jared Goff, I caught myself, but I do think that Dak's better than than Goff, and but heck Carson yeah, Wentz. better than Carson Wentz. Yes, and that seems to be the measure. So <laughs> for some reason, yeah, I How mean, did it get to this point. I, Tom Brady may as well just go ask for a bunch of money at this point. I'm proud of Dak. I got to say. I mean, the quarterback that can't throw can all of a sudden just start throwing. He's throwing great, guys. <laughs> Dimes so and everything. You better, everywhere. you better watch out, to be honest with you. Honestly, I mean, that's kind of scary. What? It, like for other teams, if Dak Prescott starts to f- continues to do this. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That is very scary to know that we have that weapon in our back pocket. And this is why I said my last point, and if you want to hone in on this for like a minute or so, this is why I think. Dak is more valuable to, to the team than Zeke. Cooper Rush cannot do these things. No. Or whatever quarterback you no want, way. back quarterback you want to throw in there. You might as well go in there as the back because if quarterback because that's put, where we're at right Cooper now. Because if you put Cooper Rush in there and, and you take Dak out, doesn't matter how good Zeke does, this team's not flowing the way it is right now. Because of Dak, I think it is. Yeah. You agree? I totally agree. All right. This is a really good flow of the team and the offense right now. Yeah. Now we just we need the defense to figure it out. Fortunately, we're still two and zero. Learn from your mistakes from right. the wins, and and do better next time. Football heavy be show. Right. Football heavy show today. We're gonna stick with the NFL 
on our next segment. We haven't even got to dive in to college football yet either. Well, yes, Kaw, but, but the Antonio <laughs> Brown situation. We haven't even got to dive into that at all as that happened all last week and is still going on right now. We're going to give our thoughts on that. That's coming up next here on The Hot Seat. You're listening to utaradio.com. Welcome back to The Hot Seat here on utaradio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, Facebook Live, Twitch, and YouTube, right, Creighton? Did you say you got it up back on YouTube? No, it went off. Oh, okay, well, then we'll try again next week. <laughs> but back to it. I am Micah Call. Cole, alongside the Birdman, Creighton Brand. Here on the radio. Difficulties with the video. But the audio is still working, supposedly. Yeah, it still is. So listen, listen as you please. It's still that's the it's a radio show. So I mean, that's what it's supposed I to know, be. So you listen, you can listen to it that well, way. Well, looking at standing still, whatever you want to do. But no less, you will hear our audio, which is the most important part of the show. So is it? Yes. I'm kidding. Anyways, because there's nothing to. <laughs> you won't know what we're talking about if you don't hear it. So it's the most important part. All right, a little bit behind schedule. That's okay. Um. We haven't got to dive into this at all. Uh, before I go in right into it, I do want to say that Antonio Brown has been cleared in Pennsylvania of an accusation, so he's got that one off of him. Um, but a lot of things have happened to Antonio Brown over the course of a week. Getting, you know, <laughs> one... Uh, Dating back, honestly, let's just go through it all. Is with the Oakland Raiders, asked for it's a release. Been a roller coaster yeah. for this. Gets asked for a release on the Oakland Raiders after really um, a rough, rough off season between you know not shown to practices, uh, helmet situation, you know things like that, and then he posts a private uh, conversation with his coach, John Gruden, which is actually illegal in California law. Both parties have to be consent on that. He didn't know that he was being recorded. He dropped it anyway, so he actually broke the law. And anyways, he asked for them to cut. He gets cut. Raiders, I mean the Raiders, uh, the Patriots pick him up, and here we are a couple days in, and he's starting to get accused for all these assault charges on women, sexual assault charges on his these former female trainers. and. This whole situation, I got to tell you, not just not just the accusations, but just where it has gotten to over the course of a week with Antonio Brown losing the amount of money that he has um, and now being in this situation. He ended up playing. He played pretty good. Uh, had a couple touchdowns or one touchdown. And like a- the fact that it's gotten to this point just is uh, honestly... It's incredible. Yeah, I mean, in a very bad way. It's just unbelievable to me that somebody of this caliber has gotten to this point. And it's not even a thing of like, I think, I don't, here, here's what I, before you go, I'm just going to put this out there, that I think this man at this point now is legitimately, there's something wrong with his head. I think he's like kind of partially just in an other sense of the world. You know what I'm saying? It just feels like it, if I you know like what I mean. I he's throwing hatred and... How so? I mean, he's throwing so much shade at the Steelers and how they treated him. And then he wants out of Oakland. They're trying to 
figure something out. I mean, I, honestly, I think it might be a mental health issue at this well, point. Well, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. It just feels like, that so, way. Yeah, it really does. And something's obviously wrong. And it's, he needs help. There's I, no way to put it. But I got to I mean, tell you, um, from the time that we were talking about this, about the Patriot situation and the Oakland situa- situation before the season really started, uh, a couple days before the season started when he got picked up, to this point now, over the course of just one week, I mean, I am shocked that the Patriots have rolled with this guy. I am too. They're the last team I thought would actually do it. But then again, if there's anybody that can make something like this work, it's Bill Belichick. It really you is. You think he's going to make it work? Yeah. Or I'm saying if there's anyone that could possibly do it, it's Bill Belichick. Here's, I'm afraid. It's the Patriots organization. Well, okay. I'm afraid. and they, I'm not saying they're going to. I'm just saying if there's anyone that could, it's probably them. I'm afraid that, well, here's the thing. They're, they're going to end up probably manipulating that uh, signing bonus to almost nothing. They're just not going to give it to him because you can end up basically doing that if you work if you work it that way. I do believe that after this year he's gone from the Patriots, which helps the fact that they can get rid of the signing bonus. But it's, uh, it's just so. I want to say it's sad, you know. I, I want to say he's that it, it's player. sad. It was such a he's such a good player. Still is obviously, but man, that it's gotten to this point. It's just not good. And if you look at the SI article that just uh, just bags on it even more about the stuff that he's done and things like that, whether it's, I I mean, a lot of different bad things. It's just not good. And you just look at this guy and you're Honestly, like. Honestly, it may be a, a better, more than a good thing that the that the Steelers got rid of him. I believe so. I a, do believe so. It was such a problem. Well, him and Big Ben room. did not. Him, I understand that, and maybe that's what started it. But I they really don't along. think it's a uh, Big Ben's all, all his fault. It's not all his fault. It can't be and something that has gotten to this magnitude. Can't be all Big Ben. Well, I gotta tell you, there's something there's something wrong with you when you have the money you have in Oakland, and I've I haven't got the really I don't know if I said this last time, but he's talking about no because I don't think we I don't think he came out with all this stuff not about yet. the uh, no not that but about the um, I plan to get released from the Raiders and everything. I don't buy that for a second. Okay, nobody just plans to sign for almost like over thirty million dollars and and plans to get cut from a team so they can sign for a one year deal of fifteen million with a possible contract. I mean, a signing bonus that you may never even see. That doesn't make any sense to me. I think that's a whole bunch. You know what? I don't think that that I think that is Antonio Brown realizing he messed up. He thought he was bigger than whatever. I mean, I guess the owner, the uh, owner or the boss, or I mean, here's the thing. Is that, I mean, it's fine if you. I love players being their own individual, but but this is too far. at the cost of the team. I don't think that's okay. It's not worth it. It's I, not now, cool. Yeah, I don't think that's okay at the cost of your team being your own individual because these guys, when he was with Oakland for the time, needed him on the squad, and man, he was just in his own thing. Just you know, whether it was the helmet, it just and you heard every analyst say and every. The whole helmet. Every broadcaster was, was just this. That everything he was doing was just selfish. Which I kind of, I, I do agree with that. That it was selfish, because look at everybody else on that Oakland Raiders team. They're out there, competing, s- competing, hard. sweating for their jobs, and you're over here. And the, I mean, 
I get it. He wants That's to be, honestly he wants more to be offensive safe. than anything. He wants to be safe. But once the helmet situation got resolved, he still wasn't coming to practice. Okay? It's not like he was like, all right, I'm ready to suit up. I'm going to play now. He still wasn't coming to practice. He posted the recording of him and John Gruden's conversation, which not only violated social code, violated California law. Can't do it. So how could you ever trust the guy? So the fact that he was like, I plan to get a release from these guys all along, there's no way I believe that. That's like that's that's literally giving up half half of 15 half of 30 million dollars i mean ah it's so and then signing a one-year deal on a prove it contract is what it is because every week now because of this contract he's got to come out and it's basically we're paying you by the time you are i mean for the time you are here it's not guaranteed that is not what was in antonio's plan i don't buy that for a second and the fact that it's gotten to this point is just unbelievable for a guy of his of his talents yeah it's it's ridiculous I mean, oh boy, what? it's gonna be a long road for him if he wants to try and fight this one back. But <laughs> I think getting help may be necessary. I just so, I look at this because whole... I mean it's just all the evidence are there. It's clear. I'm just surprised nobody's thought about it. <laughs> I'm surprised there hasn't been a story on it yet. Potentially it being his mental health. Like, does, I mean, does I that know... not surprise no, you? No, no. I mean, and there might be, but there's not one of a that of I've a ever found significance. A, of a major outlet. Yeah, but correct. I know that analysts have brought it up before that like there, there, there's gotta be something because I don't, and it might just be simply might just be that he thinks he's higher than everyone, which I mean, that <laughs> is what with, it is. Luck, uh, I just cannot off. believe that someone would actually say and believe and plan out that to lose over. I think, I mean, it's going to end up being over $20 million. It's just not, that's just not, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. And then this whole situation with the assault thing. I mean, that's one thing after another. You know, it's one thing after another. And I really thought that they were going to put him on the exempt list of the commissioner while they'd gone through this whole thing. But they and didn't. They didn't. They went ahead and played him. But, man, I mean, I would, I, if I was Antonio, I'd, I would just I'd probably You're lay low. You're lucky you Yeah, and I'd lay low for a bit just in this, in this year. And because here's the thing. He's now with the Patriots, and I think his agent said that he's expressed this to him, was that there's a certain way that the Patriots do it. And when the when Tom Brady is the first person to get chewed out by Bill Belichick on almost a lot of mistakes and everything, where do you think he's going to fall in? It's the Patriot way is what it is. That's, that's what they call it. So I just, I'm disappointed. And Antonio Brown, just of how how this unfolded. I didn't care about the helmet situation so much because I un, I knew that like football is a violent sport, and if he didn't feel confident in the helmet he was wearing, well then that's okay. But once you get the helmet, and you're still missing practices and stuff like that, and then you say that you planned this whole thing out from the start to get released, and you release the recording and then you go to the Patriots, and then you have these issues. It's like, come on, man. Come on. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy. I don't know. I don't know at this point. All I know is that he needs to get his act together. Otherwise, he may be without a job after this year. I don't think they I don't. I Seriously, I don't think they keep him. I don't see why no. they need They Obviously, I'm don't, surprised they, obviously even did. they don't need him. Okay, no. you saw it in the first game with the Steelers. And then with... Antonio Brown and the 
against the Dolphins. I mean, it wasn't even close. They don't need him. So I don't know. It depends. It's going to depend on how he fits in with the squad because he's his own, he's really his own personality more than anybody else in this league. So we'll see where he falls in. But man, I I just I'm disappointed in how this is all folded, unfolded with him. I really am. And uh I wish it could have been different, but it's not. It's not. We're gonna see. But the fact that I'm more mad about anything is the fact that he said that that he said he planned all this out. You can't you can't convince me you plan to lose over twenty million dollars. You just can't. No. Any last points stupid. before we get out of here, Kyle? No, that's it. I don't know. I'm just I'm stunned. He's great. Great player. He obviously he showed that, but you are stunned. Hmm. Uh-huh. I just can't be- I I don't believe what he's saying. <laughs> no all right. I hope we don't have to talk about that anymore this year. I hope he just does his does his thing, falls out like we know he can, and doesn't cause any problems on the Patriots way because they'll, they'll I mean they'll cut him if they, if, if they feel like it. They they really will. Mm-hmm. Oh, Antonio, poor guy. <laughs> Coming up next, interesting, NBA the ESPN released an article today about who are the top shooters of this decade, starting from the 2010s. LeBron James is number three. We're going to debate who our, is, who our three are, top three, coming up here on our Greatest Of segment. I don't believe LeBron James is even in the top ten. We'll get to that here on the hot seat. Listen to utaradio.com. Welcome back to the hot seat here on utaradio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, Facebook Live and Twitch, but we're having some technical difficulties with those. Bear with us this week. We will get those situated and back up next week. I'm Micah Cockhole alongside the Birdman Creighton Branch. Oh, is that it? Oh. (laughs) Usually you say something after that, so that's why. Oh, Oh, I see. I got you. You thought? (laughs) You thought? Um, Yeah. (laughs) Anyways. All right, well, we'll just go ahead and jump into it. Micah. Well, a little weird. I guess I look at this list and... Anyways, for people that, are, that, haven't, that don't know, ESPN came out with the top shooters list of this decade, 2010 to now, and Stephen Curry was number one. Number two was Kevin Durant. And number three was LeBron James, taking the place over number four, Clay Thompson, number five, James Harden, number six, Dirk Nowitzki, seven, Chris Paul, eight, Damian Lillard, nine, J.J. Redick, and then ten, Kyle Korver to round it out. Well, I had a lot of I had problems, some problems with, a with, of the t- with that one, LeBron James in particular. And, and I had problems with James Harden. And then other ones. I want to know, for this greatest of, who is your greatest top three shooters we're basically gonna give our own list on this one of the 2010 well, decade i'll start from the bottom up because i mean i think it's fair lebron is definitely not in my top three today is taco i'm gonna actually put clay he's one of the best three points one of well he may not be the best three-point shooter on the golden state warriors but he's definitely one of the best ones in the league yeah i mean that just tells you how good of a teammate he has at shooting the three-pointer. Let's be honest. We all know who that is. But we'll save that for a later part. 
But, man, he's just such a great all-around athlete and player mm-hmm. alongside Steph Curry. Unbelievable. Like, I don't think I've ever seen so streaky, a better duo, or duo that can just streak well, out three-pointers. Like, they can, they can literally put up six three-pointers over the course of five minutes, like, real quick and take a game out of proportion. It is insane. It's something like the likes I've never seen. But it's pretty crazy to watch. I can't wait to see those two back at it again this year. Number two, Kev- Kevin Durant. Let's be honest. Is that even a question? Kevin Durant has to be in the top three. It's pretty ridiculous if we don't put him in there. He's one of the best players we've ever seen. We always say ever. score at will. Yes, score at will. Man, he can do whatever he wants, man. Seriously. You're in awe. Yeah. <laughs> All right, who's your number one then? Steph Curry. Ah, there it's, it is. it's not even a question. Steph Curry is obviously number one. I mean, he's the best three-point shooter I've personally ever seen. Ever. Yeah. Let me repeat that again. Ever. He's the best three-point shooter ever. For his size, that's incredible. <laughs> that's incredible. He's, he pulls up from half court every time. I'm just like, he's going to make it. Because I just, I swear he practices that all the time. And he probably does, which is even scarier. Like, could you pull up and hit a half-court shot on your first no, try every single time? No, absolutely not. Like, seriously. It is just, Dude's legit. He's absolutely incredible. All right. You'll never see anything like it again. Just saying. Good. It's almost like Probably trying not. to hit 5,000 Ks as for Nolan Ryan. We talked about this before the tournament. Uh, it's just not going to happen. No, I'm just saying. Like, it's similar to that. You won't see it again. You won't see a three-point shooter like this. This is a special case. Very special player. Good top three. Glad LeBron wasn't in there. I just don't agree with that. He just. But I do have one or a couple. Oh, you got some wild cards? Actually, let's see the wild cards at the end. All right. All right. So my number three. I was thinking about putting him higher, but I didn't. At number three, I'm putting Dirk Nowitzki. There you go. I I love it. (laughs) I just thought about it. And I was looking at the numbers and... Clay Thompson's a great one to go with. I was contemplated on the two. But man, I was on the fence. I remember but, those, like, right, right. And we're going based on 2010. 2010, 11. I mean, up to 2019. But man, from 2010 to like 2015, this dude, I mean, like, I, I, it was so good, especially the 2011 year. But unstoppable for mid range. Pretty good three point shooters, 40% virtually from the three-point range. Um, but, man, I he invented his own shot is, is all you need to know, too, as well. That shows you where his offense lies. The one-legged shot was pretty much unstoppable. Mid-range game was great. Inside game, I thought, was pretty good as well. Um, there was, I mean, Dirk, Dirk was one of those guys that could go off for 60 and be nowhere. really efficient about it. Which is uh, a lot of players you see, like I think, like guys on this list, like Chris Paul and Damian Lillard and guys like that, they can go off, but I don't think their efficiency levels are as high as like Dirk's. Dirk just knows how to shoot. So, man, number two, because shot. of that reason, number two on my list, God, these are really tight, two and one. <laughs> I'm going Kevin Durant. I'm going Kevin Durant strictly because of the efficiency. Um, this dude, I mean, unbelievable on the sense of shots taken, the shots made. I've never seen anything like this in my life. I mean, it it surpasses every, I think almost everybody in not just the present league, the past league. You you see this guy 
roll up off of whatever you want to call it, calf injury, you know, in the in the finals. Ends up getting hurt, but still. He comes out, drops, he came out he's dropping 11 points. So 11 points. Like three or four shots. I mean, it's just Unreal. so easy for him. And he, usually his shot makes to shot. Uh, I hate how he got shot that makes to shot injury, attempts man. ratio is he's only lacking like maybe like he misses six or seven shots a game. That's it. I mean, this guy is so efficient. And that's the best. That's what I like more about his game. Not the fact that he's just shooting all the time and making it, but he takes great shots. He makes almost every one of them. Uh, it, it, it's and I do believe that there is a chance when he. I do think he's going to come back like himself. I think he's going to be one of the first players to ever do it. Come back as good as he was before. Often Achilles. Everybody's doubting him. I'm not. And I think that there's still a shot for him to be one of uh, the best of all time. Well, he is as going always. to be the best of all time, but one of the best of all time. But I think there's a shot for him to be to creep up into that point range of thirty six thousand, be top two scoring all time. Maybe we'll see what happens if he has a great year. Maybe best ever. So number one, very possible. It's it's it was it's just too hard to put anybody past him. It's Steph Curry. This kid <laughs> is just unbelievable. I mean, shoots basically almost forty five percent from half court. As you said, he pulls up from half court. His number is like forty five percent from that range. <laughs> I, it's so stupid. it's so easy for him. And the fact that everybody says Steph Curry is the greatest shooter they've ever seen um, is no understatement at all. Yeah, there's no that just leads you to believe. That, that shows you where he is. I mean, let me read you Look, numbers. I get a kick numbers out from of just per- watching him play. Yeah, here's the numbers from the perimeter. Just the perimeter. Mentioned that he has 46 percent from. Oh my god. 46 percent from mid range, and obviously 60 percent. Even surprise me. 60 percent from inside, but the perimeter, 50 percent from the left corner, 44 percent, 42 percent, 45 percent from the outside, and then 49 percent on the right corner. Ah. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, feels like higher every awesome. time I see him shoot. It Say what? Just, it feels like every time I see him shoot, it goes down. Most of the time it does, and <laughs> it feels he, like more than forty. He's the only reason I would have put Kevin Durant first had Steph Curry not been as efficient as he is. It it's crazy how efficient this guy is, and he makes bad shots look like good shots. You see guys now, whether in college. High school, on the blacktop. I mean, used to be the fact that taking a 40-foot shot was bad. But now, or 35-foot, even that. He makes it look so easy. But, you know, but now it's like he's turned it into a good shot. He's com- And I also put him at number one because the man has completely revolutionized like, the game. Over the, like- course, over the course of since he's been in the league, he has changed the game upside down on its head the way we look at it now. Nobody, nobody, I mean, okay. Like, see, the funny thing about Steph Curry is sometimes during a game with like 16 seconds left on the shot clock, he'll just pull up from 40 feet out and yes. just take a shot. <laughs> that is unheard of. Yes. I've never seen anyone confident enough to take that kind of shot, at least on purpose. I mean, sometimes you have to because, you know, you're trying to get up a last-second shot. But, like, to see him do it confidently and and make it at such a high percentage now, guys is like, absolutely crazy. Guys, um, like, obviously, Giannis and Jokic and all those guys are, are starting to somewhat bring the big man back. But 
even Porzingis in a way, I guess you could say. In a way, not not that much, but kind of in a way. Um, this man has changed the changed the way we look at the game and how these guys are getting drafted on draft day. I mean, it used to be like you can't teach size. Seven feet. You're not wrong, but seven feet and taller is just you got to go for it. You got to get whoever it is. But Steph Curry has proven that that's not the case. I mean. He impacts his team at six foot almost. I mean, it's six foot one. I'm just going to go. Based say, on that logic, go get the guy from UCF real quick. <laughs> Seven you mean foot Taco six. Fall? Yep. Yeah, but he's not good. I know. That's what that's, I'm saying. Because you, you were just oh, saying how I the NBA is like, oh, oh, go get the okay. guy if they're over seven foot. Oh, well, okay. That makes then go no get sense. Taco Fall. Yeah. Hello? Huh? But what are you doing? I'm not, my, my closing point on this one is that that just shows how good. Steph Curry is because I I mean Kevin Durant if not for Steph Curry is probably the best shooter I've seen ever but sure enough we got somebody better than that which is so cool and the fact that they played together huh, can you believe that mm-hmm. they sure did not anymore but the fact that they did pretty pretty remarkable dude's dude's so good any last points on any of your oh wait wild cards before we get out of here who are your wild cards oh i just had one and it was uh, definitely dirk because oh, i was, was on dirk the fence with clay card? and dirk clay is my wild card if you want to know yeah clay so, i mean so, it was on the fence it was hard to pick james harden is kind of there but he he takes too many threes he, he just me. takes he, too many he shots change, man he, well that and yeah he's not i don't think he's that good of an efficient player but um clay thompson man that that guy is very efficient, and he gets streaky. You saw, I mean, what he can do in one quarter. When he gets hot, he so gets he's, hot, man. He's my, he's my Didn't wild he have, like, card. 30 points in a quarter? Almost 40. Oh, it was 40 points. Almost. God. Almost that's, 40. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't uh, think I've ever... Man, you'll never see a, a better shooting duo than Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. <laughs> like, seriously. No, you won't. you won't. I mean, yeah, well, I guess you had a trio in Kevin Durant and... Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. My yeah, goodness. but just the backcourt. But but you know, KD's not considered part of the backcourt. He's the front court. So true. Um, but that's insane. It, the that's trio insane though is incredible. Backcourt. All right. Good. I'm glad that's we both. Did, I'm glad we didn't have a LeBron James in there. Oh, gosh. I don't get that. Dude, I he get, can't even shoot free throws to save his life. Can't shoot threes barely. But I get why they're doing it because he he's pretty efficient down down low. He's the greatest driver I've ever seen with the basketball. So. I get why they're doing it. Also, they're just giving love to LeBron James. Well, we were talking about Kevin Durant for almost this whole segment. We're going to stick with that. He had some interesting words to say about both destinations he's been to in this Wall Street Journal article that posted last week. I would have loved to have got to this Very interesting when it happened too. last week, but we're here now talking about it. That's coming up here chance. on the hot seat. You're listening to utaradio.com. Welcome back <laughs> to you the hot seat. Apparently, we have no idea who's going next, but you know you're talking already. I know. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. It is what it Welcome is. back. That shows our dedication to trying to fix these videos. To the hot seat here on utaradio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX. Facebook, somewhat, and Twitch, somewhat. <laughs> My name is Micah Cockle, alongside Creighton Branch, the Birdman himself. It's been a crazy night so far. I have to tell you, man, it's going fast, too. It it's is going 30 right now. Wait, what? 
It is. It's 7.30. And we're a whole segment behind, but that's uh, okay. That's, that's that We always are, aren't we? It always feels that way. Because time flies by, man. Yeah. Because we have good topics. And we talk a lot. <laughs> that too. <laughs> All right. We just got done talking about Kevin Durant. We're going to keep on this one because I really... I'm glad you read this article. I, I really wanted to talk about this because this is so fascinating to me. And for those of you who have just hearing the story was pretty right. Pretty who, cool. For those of you who haven't read the article, it's on Wall Street Journal. It's one that they did, I believe, on yeah September 10th. So basically a week ago, uh, it would have been the day before our show. And it's called Kevin Durant's new headspace. It's kind of just mm. highlighting his move now as he's with the Brooklyn Nets. Kind of in the sense of like I'm a, I'm a new guy. It's my new story. It's why I changed numbers to seven, which. I don't agree with, but I like 35. Oh, 35. I love the message behind the 35, but it, it, things like that. And it's an awesome read. I love this article um, by J.R. Moringer. I mean, good job. I encourage everybody to go and check it out. Uh, it's worth like the whatever the subscription is. Uh, I don't know how much it is, but it's just a couple bucks. It's worth <laughs> at least that or the free trial, maybe. I don't know, to go check this out. But the essence of this article Two things I want to hone in on more so than anything is that this guy takes jabs at both both destinations he's been at between Oklahoma City and Golden State. And I'm going to say this and then we'll, I want to get your reaction about the article. So in, about Oklahoma City, he said he would have returned to OKC, but the reaction of the fans burnt his bridge. And in Oakland... He says, as time went on, and I think we saw this last year, honestly, especially when Draymond Green got Draymond Green got all up in his grill and said that we won before you and called him a couple of words you cannot repeat on the radio. He said, as time went on, I started to realize I'm just different from the rest of the guys. And with that being said, Micah, what was your take on this article? I don't know. Does it make you view Kevin Durant any difference? Honestly, I mean, what would you feel while reading this? I mean, it makes me kind of understand a little bit more about his frustration, okay. particularly after he left Oklahoma City. I can agree with him. I don't think that they treated him the right way. I mean, regardless of what the reason why he left, I don't think it was fair. He did a lot for that city. He took him to a champion or he took him to a finals and a two conference finals. Maybe yeah. it was three. Was it three conference finals? Scraton, correct me. Um, it was the one against Golden State, the one that got them there. Yeah, and then and there they, was, I think it was San Antonio. The, the the Dallas one. There's just three. I thought there was a San Antonio one in there somewhere. But I, I could be wrong. Oh, no, that was the one that came back down 0-2 to go to the finals. There you go. Okay, yeah. that's what happened. Yeah, it was the one to get to the finals, the one with Dallas, and then the one with Golden State they lost. Yeah, Then he correct. switched over. Anyways, yeah. continue. Uh, but... I can understand that because, I mean, we saw firsthand what happened whenever he returned back to Oklahoma City, Chesapeake Arena. We, we saw what happened. It was just not nice. It was crazy <laughs> to think that those fans were that insane. Do you think, I mean, though, similar to LeBron, but, I mean, it wasn't as – I wouldn't say it was as crazy Do you as think that. it's warranted, though, because of how he handled the situation of leaving? Didn't tell anybody? We always know that that was a big aspect. Didn't tell Westbrook, you know, kind of just said on text messages later, hey, bro, I'm gone in a way. I mean, do you think that anything that that that's warranted at all? That reaction from the fans from Oklahoma City? Uh, yeah, I think it's warranted, but I think they took it to an extent that shouldn't 
that shouldn't have gotten to. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, the other half of the story, which confused me just a little bit, was the uh-huh. Golden State part. Yeah. Maybe it's just, you know, banter, like, because, you know, he was frustrated, obviously, and he probably hates the topic. And I don't blame him. It's frustrating to probably talk about on a regular basis. But, I mean, it's rough. It's really rough. I mean, it just goes to show that there's a lot of politics in sports, and it can be very annoying. Which And we don't want that in our games. We don't have. Well, you don't want a bunch of politics. <laughs> well, I, I think at some point, I mean, like, I think some instances, instances it's okay, but other instances, I think it's probably It's just best like, to, no, just lay off of it. But, like, he attacks the offense of Golden State. Like, he says the motion offense we run in Golden State, it only works to a certain point. We can totally rely only on our system for maybe the first two rounds. Then the next two rounds, we're going to have to mix in individual play. I mean, things like that. I mean, he's not even on the team anymore, and he's just kind of, like, going after him. To me, I love Kevin, but I always question. I, I I always question why he feels the need to attack people from a media medium. Interesting choice of words, Creighton, but like a media source. Like he always feels like that's where he, you went, you saw it with the burner accounts of Twitter. Obviously, the with Russell Westbrook when he left. Didn't even really tell him face-to-face, um, which I don't honestly believe players have to do, but I do think it helps relationships continue. <laughs> and, um, yeah, things like that. And then also on the point of, I just don't I, just, I don't know why he feels the need to do it like this, but on the other point of Oklahoma City, the way he, they treated him, I think it was a lose-lose for both sides. Um I think that the fans and there was an article a long time ago posted about why Russell and it was from Oklahoma City. This is in the height of the, um, the Oklahoma City run. It was an article posted in that newspaper about how Russell Westbrook is essentially the Batman and Kevin Durant is the Robin. Which I'm sorry, I never believed that to be true, and I think it's more evident than now, and more evident now than ever. But I think stuff like that was what pushed Kevin Durant out the door. I also believe that... Honestly, I think part of the problem, and I've always believed this, I mean, I'm not not trying to down Russell Westbrook and the kind of player that he is, because he's a great player, but I think that may have been part of the reason he walked out on on Oklahoma City. It's because of Russell Westbrook. Well, you saw with Paul George. He doesn't have the best, let's be honest, he doesn't have the best attitude. Russell Westbrook does He's got a great competitive attitude. Yes, he has a great competitive attitude. It's a do-it-by-myself attitude. But like... Off the court, sometimes you know you'll just see him being too aggressive, and it's like not really necessary. Well, and that's the thing, Kevin. And like with not the fan aggressive. incident and all that stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I imagine because I mean we've seen it. But um, no, I think it was warranted on both sides because of that situation pushed him out. Kevin Durant pushed him out. I mean they pushed Kevin Durant out the door. The fans did, but the way Kevin Durant handled the situation was kind of like in a way the. I think LeBron's decision thing was worse because it was just kind of keeping people on hold. Kevin Durant just kind of like I did what I did, and that's what it is. Like LeBron did that whole TV special, and it was I didn't like that. But um, that was pretty strange. Yeah, it was a long time ago. But uh, you know, with Kevin Durant and Oklahoma City, I think he could have handled it better. And I think that would have helped the relationship because I do honestly believe. And he calls he calls he the Thunder said, fans. He calls the Thunder organization and the fans fake. fake. 
in this article. Because because it even uh, and I saw this in the article that he said he would have liked to have come back and be a part of the organization again. I, and I was telling I and I was telling people that you know hey I could see him going back to Oklahoma City kind of like LeBron did eventually, but you know the way that they treated him, man. And then. LeBron yeah. went back and won a championship. I think he would have done the same thing. I honestly but believe he would have been back too. I don't think that happens anymore. Well, no, um, I don't see it happening. I honestly believe he could finish his career in Brooklyn. We'll see how it goes. He could. I mean, go back. I just don't see it. So Not going to the point. Golden State aspect, I just think it's crazy how all of us like how fast it was, how fast it all turned around. Uh because there was there's times and it might I didn't I might have missed in the article, but I do I mean I do believe it's in there. I just don't have the exact quote with me that he he says that the Achilles injury was nobody's fault. And he I know he believes that he said it on other oh, yeah, it's nobody's on, fault. on other um on other people's media sources. And he doesn't blame him for any of that stuff, but yet then he comes on and he starts just dogging him on a lot of other things and I'm like I I just don't get where you're lying here, you know? Like I th- I thought he enjoyed his time for the most part, and I guess I here's another thing. Maybe they didn't appreciate him as much in Golden State as he thought they should, and I agree with that. The That's aspect fair. of that, I mean, he was the best player on that team. But to say that he wasn't respected by his teammates is maybe you know, a little it's far. It's weird to me that he comes and says one thing about he's like, oh yeah, you know, they were no one had any problem with the Achilles, and I get that's a specific a specific question. He's like, you know, he's basically like, oh yeah, nobody, they're fine. Nobody had any problems with that. And then he's like, but then their offense sucked. I didn't like the way they ran their offense. You know, I felt like I wasn't one of the guys. You know, all what? this and that. It's just, it's just he like won it's two like, Finals MVPs. He was the guy. Yeah, and I think, and I think the fact that those, that the Hampton Five, four, <laughs> was five. Um, the Hampton Four came to his house. Andre, Steph, Draymond, and Clay flew over there when they were recruiting him. And said, you are going to be the guy. I think that tells you everything you need to know about if you are you felt like one of the guys. Obviously, these guys are the ultimate teammates. They wanted you on their team. And maybe yeah, over time, Draymond Green didn't appreciate you. But That's my, about the only thing. The other thing. thing, before we get out of this segment that I want to tap on, and I want to see what you think about this, is that it's clear. It is obvious that Kevin Durant does not like anything about the NBA other than playing basketball. Other than, like I guess... Like, the NBA cares. He loves that. But, like, the business side of it, having to deal with the money. Because he says, some days I hate the circus of the NBA. Some days I hate that the players let the NBA business, the fame that comes with the business, alter their minds about the game. Sometimes I don't like being around the executives and politics that come with it. I hate it. All he wants to do is go ball. But I think the reality of it, and I understand where he's coming from, but Kevin, that's part of it. And I think that he's got to realize that, that he is as popular at this point, as LeBron James is right now. Mm-hmm. And you see what LeBron James is doing. He's embraced the role. And I get it. It's one of those, I've said it multiple times on this show, that he's just, Kevin Durant is one of those guys that just shows up, just wants the ball, is a great player, but that's all he wants to do. But I just, at this point, to keep the NBA alive, you've got to have, you've got to market these players. So it is what it is. But I just can't believe that this guy hates it as much as he does. Um, I I I don't know. I mean, it's crazy. But he does. He he engages on the business aspect more so than you would you know think, think he does. But he says he hates it. I mean, I don't know. That's that just I, he confuses me on that. 
because it is a, at the end of the day, it is a business. They're making money. And I just can't believe that that bothers him as much as it does. Yeah, I agree with you, Clayton. That, but I can also understand, you know, some of this is just maybe he doesn't like getting all this attention. Maybe he just wants to sit there and play basketball. He does, and I get but that. the thing is, when you're this good and you have an NBA that's of a course you're going to have people talking global, about you all the time. Africa, Europe, everywhere, and you're selling jerseys, you're selling T-shirts, you're selling tickets. He's going to be marketed. Everybody Correct. in the league is marketed. That's and, where I'm just confused. Like, just embrace it, man. Take a deep breath and just embrace it, man. You're one of the best players this game has ever seen. You can't just sit back and just be annoyed by it. I mean, I understand maybe it could be to you and all you want to do is just play basketball, but it's part of the whole process, man. Kevin, Like, whenever you get this big, you should expect to get some recognition for it around the league. Kevin Durant is hands down my favorite player in the league, but I will not sit here and say that I don't, that I agree with the fact that he takes shots through the media. I just, I think he, I mean, like, besides the business aspect, I mean, I, we just discussed how I, we both think that's kind of strange. But back to the point of dogging on these guys through Twitter, Instagram, and then now, like, news networks and articles, I just don't know why that's his first go-to source. So, I just wish it wasn't like that. But I always believe Kevin Durant is obviously one of the best players. I think he's my favorite player. I think he's the best player, but I just I, I don't think I'll ever agree with the fact that you attack these guys. It's not their on, fault. On They're media. just doing their job. Well, that's part of who? it. The media guys. Well, I'm not talking about that. Yeah, I'm talking about attacking attacking Golden State, the players, Oklahoma City, the but, fans and everything through especially the players. Maybe the fans is okay cuz you can't really talk to them directly, but the players, you can talk to those guys directly. You have their number, you can talk to them face to face. I don't think you need to take shots in these articles when this you wouldn't not... do it in in person. You know? Fair enough. I agree with that. Clayton. It's a great read, though. I encourage everybody to go and uh, read it. Uh, they did a great job on this. Uh, it's a little... It's long, but I think it's worth every every word. I hope that one day Kevin Kevin will just... Relax. Not relax, but I just I just want him to be like, hey, I would I just want him to chill on the social media. That's all because it, because people use that as a source to get all over him, and I don't like that. I just I just I just I don't want him to be attacked, but he's getting attacked for this stuff. So, anyways, that's all the time we have for this segment. Coming up, we're gonna be talking a little bit about Jalen Ramsey wants a trade. What does that mean for the Dallas Cowboys? Is there anything there? I don't know. Taco Charlton. You read the news, he is he is gone from the Cowboys. So we will see what's gonna happen with that. Jalen Ramsey up on the hot seat next. You're listening to UTRadio.com. Can't take back the love that I gave you. It's Welcome back to the hot seat. Here on UTARadio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, Facebook, Twitch, all the good stuff. SoundCloud, post our stuff there too if you want to check us out. My name is Creighton Branch. The man next to me, Micah Caw Cole. We are officially 48 minutes past the second hour here on the hot seat. And looks like Jalen Ramsey 
is requesting to be on the move. For those of you who do not know. Seems like everyone's on the request <laughs> to be on the move right now. Jaylen I might as well just go out there and say, hey, I want to be traded. Jalen Ramsey. See what happens. Has requested to get traded. And while the Chiefs, Eagles, and the Seahawks are among the favorites to land him, um, I believe they want two first, two first round picks. If I'm correct, I could be wrong, but I do believe that. Um, I think you could get something else for him if you worked it out. But honestly, there's been more trades this season than has been ever. Oh yeah, I've seen so many out there. It feels like it feels like there's one every week now. That never used to happen. But here's the thing. Taco Charlton just got cut for the Cowboys. I think it was going to be hard to trade with him in the package. I mean, he's just not very good. And um but that that clears up a roster spot. Um, obviously that helps a little bit of the books by just like a couple million. It's nothing much. Um, but it helps does help. And I think that the Cowboys should definitely go after Jalen Ramsey on this one. I think I also thought that they should go after Minka Fitzpatrick from Miami. I was hoping they would get him because I really loved what he brought to the table at Alabama. That would have been a great safety to have in the bag. Yeah. I thought he was pretty okay at Miami and I just think he's going to get better and better. But the reality is the Steelers took him, and I want to believe partially because Jerry Jones, really the whole Jones family, Stephen Jones, has their eye possibly on Jalen. I do think the Cowboys are a dark horse in this race, even though they're not being talked about so uh, at all. You know, I, considering you, the Cowboys are a circus, I mean, it's about time they kept one under the under the hood. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, what do you want? Do you want Jalen Ramsey on this team? What would you, Why not? What would you give I, up for him? What is he worth? Oh, man. He's a great player. I mean, yeah, I think two first rounders sounds about right. Like, it sounds about right. Now, would we actually give it up? I mean, we have a we pretty good two, team. How many? What we gave up? What two first rounders for Mari or one? Uh, one. It was just one. Worked so out. essentially, you gave up. You drafted him. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. You drafted a seasoned wide receiver Which, at first round. My thing is, is if you, if, I think if you give up these picks, I th- I think you are going to end up. Way over the top of, I mean, as the team is per- presently constructed, I think they'll win the Super Bowl. They got Jalen Ramsey, and on remember, their team. a lot of these guys are young too. Yeah, they got, so it's like it's not like you're worried about anything you got right Jaylen now. Jalen Ramsey on your team, I mean, I, you're just that much better. I think you got a, I think amazing it's amazing shot to win the Super Bowl. So I honestly believe that trading two first round picks for a is really not great shot at a Super Bowl, when you put it in perspective, is not that much, and you can take one of those picks. As essentially drafting him, if you want to look at it that way, and, and then, then the other one is just a bonus for him. Up. Who knows what it would turn into? But it would be worth the Super Bowl at this point in time, if this year or next year. I mean, seriously, you and got it. Here's the thing: is that Jalen Ramsey, um, I thought was really good for Jacksonville for the time he was there. I think the issue is though, is that Jacksonville, other than the outlier year they got to the AFC Championship a couple years back, and really almost. Ended up winning that game to go to the Super Bowl, which would have been really interesting. weird. Um, that would have been really weird. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Jalen Ramsey, I think, would flourish more on a team that wins. I think that is partially, one, obviously, that is why he was requesting a trade. Two, I do believe that's why he is somewhat has things left to be desired 
on the field. I just think it's not fun to play. And not everybody gets to play for a winning football team. But for someone like him... He, he deserves to be well, on a winning yeah, football team. That, but, you know, I think that someone like him would just do so much better on a winning team. And if he requests a trade and they're willing to trade him, well then, you know, it is, that's what it is. And It seems like they're trying to get if, a pool of uh, draft picks though right now. Oh yeah, of course. Which could play in well, our favor if he I asks for a they, trade. Honestly, I honestly, I think they need one because you tell what happened when Nick Foles goes down. I mean, when Nick Foles goes down, you don't have anything left. So I think it'd be good to use one of those on a quarterback possibly. Uh, and then obviously some other holes they got. but. If you think about it, the Chiefs get Jalen Ramsey over the Cowboys. I think that's a big loss on Dallas's side because that makes the Chiefs almost unstoppable. Oh, so, yeah, that'd make them because really you got to have a, a weapon that can stop, you know, that offense because <laughs> that yeah. offense is so high powered. They can pass the ball deep, and having that safety that has that experience and is very well uh, seasoned. Will help you in those kinds of situations against a game or against sorry against a team like the Chiefs, like because I which think, you I mean if you make it to the Super Bowl you could very well have to play the Chiefs. Well, here's my thing: is that I picked the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl, but have if they it's have close if the Chiefs have um, Jalen Ramsey that could change that's everything. Be really close. I mean, that's going to be close. It might persuade me to feel really worried about my pick on the Patriots because he. He he could change that entire defense like that. He's that good of a player. But I really would like to see the Cowboys go for something here. I don't I don't know if they're going to. I think it's in their best interest too. I've been giving up two I think first round the picks time. for possibly a chance at the Super Bowl, if not just winning it, being the outright favorite to win it at that point, is totally worth it. This is obviously your best chance you've had since, since the nineties. Yeah, since the nineties. <laughs> Past Tony Romo, and since that Prescott has been quarterback and Zeke Elliott has been running the football. This is your obvious best chance. you got the players that are young enough to be able to be out there for a significant amount of snaps, but not old enough to where you got to worry about injury issues and things like that. And if Jalen Ramsey can be on this defense, and honestly, I don't think the Cowboys' corners are as good as they should be at this point, but I do believe that with Jalen Ramsey on defense and Xavier Woods back there and all those guys. That's that that is worrisome for any offense. And right now for the Cowboys on offense, I mean, you essentially have the pieces. I'm not gonna say they're Troy Aikman or anything, but it's they have similar pieces right yeah. now to what that nineties team had. Like they had the wide receiver and Michael Irvin. They had the running back and they had and Michael sorry, Emmett Smith. And they had the quarterback in Troy Aikman. Uh-huh. So you have a similar situation. You have a really good quarterback, Dak Prescott. You have a really, really, probably the best running, well, is the best running back in the league, Ezekiel. You have a really good wide receiver who's still young, Amari Cooper. You got a lot of good receivers. And you even have another good wide receiver in Randall Cobb. Don't forget Michael Gallup. Yeah, and he went down. Fortunately, we have two other ones that are really good because that would be a really hard hit. And it still is a hard hit, but it's not a complete wash-up for us, thankfully, on the wide receiver front. Like it would be maybe two years ago. On the Cowboys. This is a really good situation to be in. And and as far as talent goes, maybe you haven't seen it just yet. The defense is so good. The defense is so good. They got the talent. And if you you add a safety, it can only make it that much better now that you lost a guy like Sean Lee. 
Yeah, and he's not in there. If the Eagles, well, yeah, Sean Lee. Well, I I mean, he can control the field, but you don't have. You need that guy that can control the field. Well, and Jaylen keep everybody Ramsey. in order, and oh, that's shoot. him. I think that's him as well. And if the Eagles get this, that's not good for the Cowboys. I would not if I was if I was Dallas. As far as potential wise, maybe he has the, the yeah. Maybe if the Chiefs get him, but not Philadelphia, and that's one of the teams that are favorite on here. But I would not be surprised if the Cowboys jumped in there. If they yeah, if if they emerge as some favorites, this is how how it always works. Um, maybe and honestly, I mean, I, it's not like I have any inside information. Maybe they're not looking at them, but from my aspect, uh. I, I think, think that they that should. This is a guy that you need to go after. I think this makes your team that much better. And honestly, two first round picks. You've seen if it's if the player plays good enough, like Amari Cooper with one first round pick, you don't even remember it. You don't no, even remember it. Because it's essentially like you drafted him. Yeah. It's no different. All right. You heard it here first. Go get him, Cowboys. Yes, go get him. Now's the time. There. Go out there and so, get him. So did we still fire Jason Garrett? Yeah, you know, I was just about pose to ask question. you the same thing. I, he's being carried right now. I'll just say that he's being carried. I, mean, I think he's honestly, still on, I don't even think it matters because we have the right offensive coordinator, and defensive seat. coordinator. I do, I do believe he's still on that hot seat, but he's just, he's just getting time bought for him by Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. We'll I see mean, what he happens. may be just fine now, being I, the I motivator this, on the sidelines. The divisional round again. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. He's got to be. He's got to be gone. All right. Unless if everyone gets hurt and they somehow still make the divisional round, then we might have a conversation. But Jalen Ramsey, let's not lose in the divisional we round. We want again. you in the silver and blue with the star on your helmet. Please. All right. Closing out the show, we're going to talk a little bit about injuries and what they mean for the NFL. Big Ben went down. Drew Brees went down. A lot of shakeups. Nick Foles. Maybe throw in a few pickums for this we, weekend. We will throw in a few pickums while we're at it. It's coming up here on the hot seat. Listen to utaradio.com. Welcome back to the hot seat here on utaradio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, Facebook Live, Twitch, and not quite yet YouTube. I'm Micah Cockhole alongside the Birdman, Creighton Branch. Let's waste no time. Just had a lot of technical issues. <laughs> Well, it happens, happens sometimes. Technology. It's technology. I, it never cooperates as you wish. I know. Um, yeah, before we get into the pickums, to close out the show, just a couple of them, I want to hone in on a little bit of these NFL injuries. And I say that, one, because I want, I, I think I deserve the right to change my uh, my pick. Uh, for I picked I pick Pittsburgh to make the wild card. Clearly, I don't think that's going to happen anymore with Mason Rudolph. <laughs> Uh, and Ben Roethlisberger down for the yeah, rest of the ba- season. Yeah, that hurts. Mason Rudolph playing quarterback and Big Ben out. I just, I don't see that. So. That hurts. I want to believe that I have the right to change my pick. What and I you gave think? you that right. You so. giving me that right? Yes, I'm giving you that right right now. All right, before I do that, I'll do that at the end of the show. Um, I want to know what your thoughts are. Drew Brees going down, Big Ben going down. What does it mean for those two teams? Oh man, where That's the a big go hurt. from here? Where I the think Steelers the Saints could end up being okay because Teddy Bridgewater has had some prior experience. I mean, yeah, he's no Drew Brees, but he's more than capable of winning a couple of games. I mean, he's won a division before with the Vikings, provided you know he almost won a playoff game, <laughs> provided his kicker missed a twenty-yard kick or whatever it was. So it's crazy. What about what about the Steelers? The Steelers, that's a big blow. That's <laughs> such a big blow. And especially for all season. The Saints, 
they could as long as they can stick around 500 for the next couple six weeks you know you may end up being okay and being able to bounce out of it and maybe even steal the division somewhere along the way if you can play really well after drew Brees come back but the problem is with the Steelers is they don't have the backup necessary and honestly if you want to still have a chance to contend do you look at Colin Kaepernick oh that's do a great you? point do I've you heard everybody talk about that today um and I, I mean I, you I gotta gonna, think I about it right ask you I didn't know if I was actually I, I was gonna ask you that at least off air I didn't know if I was gonna ask you on air <sighs> do you think about it I think you have to I think you have to at now, least consider okay, the possibility. I will say this. I'm not too confident in his playing ability after being gone for so long. But I think it's at least worth a look. But if he doesn't Especially do good if you couple... want to try and be anything this year. But I can't... I, 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 I mean, yeah, I, I think he's at least worth a shot because, I mean, he, he's been to the Super Bowl before. Yes, that's. but I was going to say that. That's the issue. We cannot look at this as... The Colin Kaepernick that went to the Super Bowl. He's Correct. not on that playing level anymore. He just isn't. But I mean, can he be any worse but, than what you got? Well, I think I think it's worth giving Mason Rudolph a couple maybe give looks, him a tryout, a, a game or two. I say give him a game or two. But and maybe if he absolutely blows it, then maybe you can look the last at, resort. Yeah, maybe you can look at Colin Kaepernick. Maybe to but try and I save the season, gets, so it's not yeah, a total disaster. I think disaster. everybody gets mixed up in the fact that Colin Kaepernick went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> A long time ago, you know, it's not the same Colin Kaepernick. I think after a couple of weeks, if it's just not going right, maybe you bring him in on a little prove it deal, have a couple practices here and there, maybe try him up at backup for a game or so, and let him come in for a couple of series. And if he does okay, keep keep him going. But if he sucks, cut him again because Prusdews is not good enough. I don't know. That's a that is a tough one to go about. But that is a great point that you brought up. Um, on my side, I do believe that the Saints are going to be okay. Maybe they won't win the division anymore. But they'll get into the playoffs, I'm pretty sure. But I, mean, I would like to believe. As I said, if they can stick around 500 yeah. around during this stretch. I mean, right now they already have one game under the belt. They have six mm-hmm. weeks, and I'm sure that they have a bye week in there. So it may only be five games. Now, however, Tampa Bay is... One and one leading the division. I don't think that stays consistent. The only team I can see possibly Carolina yes. looks not good. Um, maybe they'll turn it around, but like but Atlanta, they can would, still um, steal this division. Yeah, I really Atlanta think. would be the only team I could see winning the division. That's possible, but I guess if everybody else is just awful, they'll end up still winning the division. If you want to call it a steal, you can because Drew Brees will be out for a while. But I do believe that out of the two, the Steelers and the Saints. Obviously, having Teddy Bridgewater compared to, compared to Mason Rudolph, who's just you know he's such a young guy, um, barely been in the league, so I don't blame him. But man, it is a blow to the Steelers. I I thought that they would have a shot to make the playoffs, but at this point, now that I mean he's out, Big Ben is completely out. So who's your pick to go in? I don't know. That's tough. Hmm. There's some good teams in that, and there's some surprises too. And and I also had the Jaguars Tennessee, in there. Tennessee might be my pick. And I also had the Jaguars in there, so do I get a chance to change that? Because, I mean, they did just lose Nick Foles. They did just lose Nick Foles. I think it's your own fault you picked the Jaguars. I I'll thought with change. Nick Foles, but it's the second week I'll let you change. Who do you want to change to? I'm definitely gonna go with Buffalo because I was on the huh. fe- I was on the fence with those guys at first. To Buffalo's two and zero. I mean, I could see them stealing that second wild card. We'll see. I Tennessee, I could see. 
That's a that's a pretty good team. I, I, I like what Tennessee brings. See, I mean, I could be dead wrong on that come ten weeks in, but I I I believe in Marcus Mariota. I just do. But that team looks pretty good at Buffalo. That Buffalo, defense is obviously much improved than usual. I mean, obviously they didn't impress against the Jets, but the second week against the Giants, they just went in and murdered them on the road. But man, you got to fill. They could very easily be three and zero this weekend. Very well, against the, Bang- However, the Bengals. This this AFC East division is like a guarantee two wins. So, you yeah. know, against the Jets, yeah, yeah. Sam Donald having mono, whatever. Miami being poor Miami, but that's four free ones actually. If you fill. think about it, yeah, it's true. You got to fill for Pittsburgh. You just ha- because that's two free wins for the Cowboys too. with Big Ben and Juju Smith Schuster. And even James Conner running at the spot. I mean, that team was going to be okay. And if they got their act together, now they got thrashed by the by the Patriots. I'm not going to lie. I mean, that was ugly, not good looking at well, all. The Dolphins did too, but well, the Dolphins. Hey, nothing can be topic. as bad as the Dolphins. They're Dolphins, the Dolphins right yeah, now. I mean, no that's way. another level of uh, but rough. You gotta feel that like Pittsburgh past that New England game would have found their way to probably creep in. Maybe they wouldn't have. I've. Maybe they wouldn't have won the division over. Baltimore looks great. Cleveland looks okay. But I would have liked to. I, I do believe Pittsburgh would have figured it out. But now that Ben Roethlisberger's out, I just I just think it's uh it's a it's over it's for these guys, one. and that 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 really blows um, for them. And on the other end, again with with New Orleans, um, luckily it's only eight weeks now. If it was a full season. I'd probably say they're done too. Obviously, Teddy Bridgewater cannot carry you to even a win in the playoffs. Wait, it's eight weeks now? I thought I, it was six. I'm going the max eight. Oh, okay, okay. That's that's always a fair assumption. Yeah, just, I just I, I do they. Yeah. When is their bye week? Because that could be pivotal. Their bye week? Yeah, because I mean that could shave off a game there. <laughs> oh man, uh, not for a while, but it it, it comes. Between it's it's the it's the first week of November. Oh man, yeah. So it's, that's late in the yeah, season. It's November fourth would be their bye week. Yeah. Oh man, that's it is late, late in the season. season. So that would be they'd have to get through one, two, three, four, five, six games. He might be back. I don't know. So, well, that I, bye week may be come at a really good time actually. So and the we'll Nick Foles in Jacksonville that that also that's rough. You man. can cut. You I can tell me all you Foles. want that. That he made a lot, he he did a lot in Philly. Yeah, but he was going to be. I mean, I do believe that he was really going to help Jacksonville out. I think he's I did hands too. down better than Blake Bortles. Uh, you you can tell me that Gardner Minshew is is the future or not the future, or he's just really good or whatever. I mean, if, if you're being funny, if you're being serious, I just don't believe any of it. So I I I it's unfortunate to see those guys go down, but it leads me back to one point before we get into our pickums. Awesome to see Dak Prescott, knock on wood, be so he's so healthy all the time, and I think that's why he's such a valuable player. So how many claps are we going to see this week for Jason Garrett? Oh, the over under, picks. over under. I'm going twenty. I'm going twenty over. Just twenty claps. Over twenty. I'm doing like a hundred. <laughs> Seriously, I see him clapping. I, all I'll the time. say this. I'll I'll put it like this: twenty sequences. Oh, 20 sequences. Oh, okay, that's different. Yeah, yeah, that's, that sounds about right. Okay, I'm going over that though. So I, I don't know where exactly, but over twenty. All right, Over. let's get the pickums before we close out the show. All right, well, let's go with a pretty interesting matchup this weekend: Georgia and Notre Dame. Ah. two top ten teams up there. Come on, you got to get that one on there. Yes, that Maybe doesn't that surprise dude me. With the uh, 
or even us, go. We should go put a sign up with our Venmo and see where it goes. You want to drive to Athens? Hey, yeah, let's uh, let's go to Athens and uh, see if we can get some funds up for UT Radio. <laughs> hey, man, maybe. I mean, that'd be something. Get Anyways. us to the trip. I think you're on to something. Okay. Uh, Why not? So, what's the line? Uh, is it? Dang, it was incredibly high, actually. It was 14 and a half at Georgia's favor. I'm a little surprised by that. You know what? Picking Georgia to cover that. Really? Yes. I do not believe in this Notre Dame team. I think they're really good, but man, I just think Georgia is that much better. That's fair, because Georgia is kind of part of that trio at the top. That's and, like, and it always seems really like Notre good. Dame plays these teams, they always are just a little bit behind them. And you saw it in the playoffs last year. True. And I think it would have happened with any of the three teams, not just Clemson. I think Oklahoma would have smoked them, and so would Alabama. So I'm picking Georgia to win this one by 21. Fair enough. Heavy. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to take... Hold up. <laughs> what? I'm definitely going to take Georgia. By two touchdowns. I'll take oh, them by so two touchdowns. Okay, so... Yeah, I'll take Georgia okay. by two touchdowns. I see. Um... And the last one on the college football side, let's go to Michigan-Wisconsin. That's that's a conference matchup between those two teams. <laughs> uh, it's three and a half in favor of Wisconsin, yeah. which doesn't really surprise me because, I mean, Michigan did struggle quite mightily against the Army. Yeah, Army, yeah. Um, I mean, that, that was a big surprise to all of us. Well, it's just embarrassing <laughs> that you, you almost lose to a team that doesn't throw the football, which is <laughs> hilarious because you know they're going to run and you still can't face them. All right. This one's close. I think it's going to end up coming down to the wire, but you, I'm other than Ohio State, I think Michigan's done pretty okay in big games. I'm going to, and I don't know, I'm not really, I'm not too sold on Wisconsin. Uh, they seem a little one-dimensional to me, so I, Wait. I'm rolling with Michigan. Who are you going with? Honestly, and, I'm gonna, I'm, and the line and, is and three with, It's and three and a half, half in favor for Wisconsin. I'll pick Michigan to win this one by three. Honestly, I'm going to take Wisconsin because I am not ah, impressed by Michigan I'm, at all. I, I am no, really not impressed. I, I, I am I, not impressed. Pick. I mean, the Army may be okay, but all they do is run the football, as you said, and that's kind of embarrassing. You can't stop that as a top-10 team at the time. Yes, Army so, is good. Yeah, Army's not bad. The and, and the Army, Air Force is doing good. And for some weird reason, all the forces are doing really good this year, so <laughs> I don't know if we should be scared about that. They may um, be on to something. But... M- moving the football. I mean, NFL. <laughs> yeah, we're moving the football, guys. <laughs> Uh, all right. So let's start. Got two with, minutes. Go fast. All right. Let's start with Falcons Colts. One and a half in favor of the Colts. That's stupid. I'm going Atlanta by a landslide. Go next. Really long. <laughs> I'm well. I'm gonna go Atlanta as well in that one. I mean, that's awful. Next hey, one. it's a divisional matchup. What can care. I say? <laughs> Even if Andrew Luck was there, I'd pick them by a landslide. Go for it. Texans Chargers. That one's better. I'm rolling with Deshaun Watson on that. What's the line? Yeah, I'll definitely take the Texans What's the line? in that one. It's it's only three in favor of the Chargers, so that means just there a you're... home favor. Yep, I'm picking. Uh, I'll pick Houston could... to win that one by a touchdown. Yeah, Seven. I can see the Texans running that. Deshaun Watson's a really good quarterback, and I believe in him. So, all right, call the last the one. Last pick the Dallas Cowboys and the Dolphins, and that should be a no brainer for us. But the more yeah, just for the sake the of it, the more interesting thing on this one is <laughs> what is the spread? Twenty one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I will pick the Cowboys to cover that. <laughs> by that is absolutely crazy. By fourteen I'll points take on that, they, they, they're gonna smoke these guys. I think they'll win by forty. Honestly, 
It's going to be like oh, a college so football almost, game. almost doubled this run. Okay. <laughs> I'll take them to win by 40 somehow. I think it's that bad over there, well, man. Right now on bets, I am 1-0. and We'll get some bets here later as the, as the college season uh, goes <laughs> deeper into rivalry play and, and conference here, play. Just but, so we actually have a good final pick, let's do Titans-Jags on Thursday night football. That could be a pretty good one. Gardner Minshew. I'm going Titans on that one. Okay. Yeah, uh, I am. Marcus Mariota. Over. I think the Jaguars defense can make this a pesky game, but I'll, I'll I mean, still pick the Marcus Mariota. I just, man, I have a hard time believing in the Jags without Nick Foles right now. Yeah. That's tough. No, I, I agree. But I think, it'll be, I, think, I think it'll be a decent game, though. Well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it is Thursday night football after all. It always finds a way to be a decent game on Thursday night football. All right. There you have it. Caught with his picks, mine as well. Cowboys look to cover a 21-point spread. We'll see how that one goes. Once again, this is the Hot Seat every Wednesday from 6 to 8 p.m. My name is Creighton Branch. The man next to me, Micah Cole. We will have these technical difficulties situated. You would think by now we would. Situated when we get back uh, on Wednesday so you guys can continue to watch us on video. Or listen if you prefer. Either one. We we thank you all for listening. But yes, thoughts here on utaradio.com, 6 to 8 p.m. We will see you next week, next Wednesday. We'll be here. Will you? Yeah, I will be. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thanks a lot. utaradio.com. Thank you guys for listening.